You know, the biggest thing about going against a guy like Tom is just knowing his consistency and his ability to get his team in the end zone. He's done a great job throughout his career, both in New England and in Tampa, of, of scoring points. And so, and doing it kind of every which way is called upon him, whether they're going to run it, throw it, throw it deep, throw it underneath, whatever it is. He always has a great game plan to go out there and execute it at a high level. So as an offense, we know we need to do the same. We have, we pack a great defense. We know that those guys are unbelievable players and dominated the game on Monday. But at the same time, you know, as an offense, it's a challenge. You know, you're going to have to go out there and score points and enough to, uh, you know, compete with a team that's led by Tom. And, you know, he's shown year in and year out how capable he is at doing that, especially this time of year. So it's it's a fun, exciting opportunity. It's a challenge. But again, playing the whole team. But he's definitely a big part of it. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Thursday. Next hour, Ed Egros of FanDuel will join us. We'll dive into the AFC games coming up in about 20 minutes. Props that we're looking at uh, for this weekend as well this hour. But we just heard from Stafford there. Brady and the Bucks, Stafford and the Rams, Sunday, 3 o'clock in Tampa Bay. Interesting. It looks like the money, the bets, the, the tickets are coming in on the Rams. More than 50% on the Rams. They're becoming a public dog this week. And I, I think with good reason. I, I mean, I, I think the, the – look, they played well on Monday in a standalone Monday night playoff game. They dominated the Cardinals. I get that. But I also think – we had Simon on last hour, Joe, that the – the issues the Bucks have, I just can't imagine they continue to just not matter. They really haven't mattered. You know, they, they beat up the Eagles last week. They got through the end of the regular season against some bad teams, so it didn't matter. Yeah. This is the best team they've seen since probably the Bills in that early December game where they got a lead and then they held on and won in overtime. They haven't seen a team this good in a while. And I, I think the issues that the Bucks have, this is the week they've it has to bite them if they have if the injuries and if like Worfs can't play, it has to bite them this week. Well, and that's the other part too. I the lead is Worfs with the injury report for the Bucks, one of the most impactful injuries of the week, and his status there. But it's not only Worfs; it's a cluster situation with the offensive line, and it's some of their best players. Center Ryan Jensen, he's hobbled. So how yeah. how healthy is he going to be? Uh, we'll see an update on the injury report later today. There's swing tackle Josh Wells, who's a really good player as well. So now we're talking about potentially uh, injuries impacting three offensive linemen for Tampa Bay. You have Brady. We all know not the most mobile of quarterbacks. So how is that going to affect things? They probably don't have much of a run game, so it's going to be pass heavy again. Can Brady get it done with a beat up offensive line? Even if they're out there, they're going to be a beat up offensive line. And... Evans not 100%, missing a couple of guys like Godwin and Antonio Brown from earlier on in the season. Can he do it again? How much is too much when you're asking for, okay, now do it again, another playoff matchup, stepping up in class, better defense, terrific pass rush, got Ramsey on the back end, and you got Tyler Johnson. You got Scotty Miller. Mm. Okay, You do have Gronk, but you're going to have to depend on Brashad Pyramid from time to time. It's the Brady factor. And if you don't want to overthink it, I, I've heard a lot of people say this, and I totally get it. And I might be there at the end. But if I'm getting Tom Brady in in a at home in a divisional matchup where they've dominated, they have a strong defense. So many uh, of their top defenders returned last week. Less than a field goal, at a field goal, might have to take it. 
I and I might be there, even though it is a strong, strong case to take the Rams. Yeah. I mean, the Rams were able to get a lot of pressure on Kyler Murray. He looked lost in that game. He was flustered. Can the Rams go into Tampa and do the same thing to Tom Brady? Um, you know, this isn't Kyler Murray. So as good as this Rams defense is, I think it comes down to the Bucks. Um, offensive line and pass protection for Brady. Um, what can they do? I think the Rams are very capable. We know they're very explosive. So in a one game scenario, I think the Rams could beat them again. Um, they've got, you know, cut Beckham offensively. They can make enough plays. Stafford can, can be great, but he is going up against the goat and that's tough. So I think it does depend on this pass protection for Brady and what he can do. Is this a bad matchup for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense? So we saw them play in September. And, and, you know, we don't want to go overboard with one matchup, but, I mean, goodness gracious. Matthew Stafford in that game was 27 of 38 for 343 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, averaged nine yards per attempt in that game. I mean, he torched them. And I saw this nugget uh, earlier in the week. This is pretty remarkable, and I, I think if you look into the prop market, you should consider this. So in three career games against Todd Bowles' defense, here are Cooper Cup's numbers. Mm-hmm. They played in each of the last three seasons, 2019, 2020, 2021. So three different kind of quarterbacks, teams. It's, it, it kind of, it's, it's a variety, but it's all against Todd Bowles. In 2019, he had nine catches on 15 targets, 121 yards, and a touchdown. Last year, 11 catches on 13 targets, 145 yards. And then in September, nine catches, 12 targets, 96 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, they have no answer for Cooper Cup. And it's it's not just Goff. It's not just Stafford, right? It was Goff before that. No answer. Are we talking ourselves into the Rams here? I think I am. I I I, I I'm I'm on the Rams. I, I mean I'm too. I, I think it's a coin flip for me, Joe G. That's the problem. I I am torn on what to do. I think I did already put the Rams in a teaser though. I did do that. I did too. I I did that. (laughs) I'm in on that. I I love the teaser spot with the Rams. I just feel like it'll be close. Even if the Bucs pull it out, this feels like a close, you know, 30 to 27, 27, 24. It really does. Yeah. It feels like it's going to be close for sure. This is going to be a good matchup. I guess it just depends which Rams team we're going to see, which version of Stafford we're going to see, and how does this O-line hold up um, and, and can... Brady make those big plays. Yeah, it's it's funny to see people come in on the the Rams and the money come in on the Rams because whoever bets against Tom Brady, it feels like we're in bizarro world. Like people are putting money on Matthew Stafford to beat Tom Brady. Oh, it goes back to remember my goat. The goats were losing. Saving Belichick, yep. one more goat. Is he fade the go goats? Down? It's yeah. a bad month for goats. Um, the <laughs> the other thing that's interesting. It's it's funny. Aaron, for years, Sean McVay was like, he was the boy wonder. Everyone just bowed to Sean McVay. And, and I think some of the shine is kind of worn off. People don't look, talk about him the same way. But that being said, in the last 11 games, the Rams have been an underdog. Um, they have played really well. I mean, they are, in the last 11 games, an underdog, they play, I mean, they the over goes over in those games. They score a lot. They tend to win. Like when, when they're counted out, when the Rams are supposed to lose, he tends to coach his best. I think that's interesting. You know, he doesn't always cover as a favorite, but he coaches when he's not supposed to win. It's like, he's still pretty good, Sean McVay. Yeah, he's got, he likes having a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. 
Uh, but uh, the athletic, I believe, I've I've talked about it on the show before, but um, Lafleur, um, Shanahan, McVeigh, they were all on that Washington football team coaching staff, and they're all left in the playoffs right now. To me, that's just fascinating. Um, you know, all younger, great minds, and and, and I think you know we talk about them and you know kind of put them on a pedestal, but because they're so young, they have so much time too you know they're good now but imagine when they're in their 50s and 60s like they're like so young still i don't even think mcveigh is 40 yet i don't think so either i think he 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 got the job 37 or something right yeah he him and i are are similar i I remember when he got the job i was like we're the same age i was i was the nfl head coach he's he's i think in his mid-30s uh you're right they have 20 years left these guys and it's funny if the packers make it and we'll shift to the packers game here and if the packers make the super bowl that means all three of those coaches that were in that room with Washington, they've all made the Super Bowl since leaving. McVay made it, Shanahan made it, and now this could be LaFleur's year to make it. Like, imagine being Daniel Snyder and knowing you had all three of those guys in your building and you let them all go and to hire Jake Gruden. let them all go. Not just one, but all of them. I mean, and I'm not trying to knock Ron Rivera, but, you know, you went with Jay Gruden before that. It's just, ugh, bad. Bad, yeah, bad, it's bad. not good. All right, let's shift here, Aaron, <laughs> to the Packers and the 49ers here. Saturday at 8.15, it's in Lambeau. Six-point favorite of the Packers, total 47 on the game. So it's interesting. You know, we had Simon Hunter on last hour, and he mentioned Jimmy G practice yesterday. The reports were that yeah. he looked pretty good, and the line hasn't moved here. We're sitting at six. That's interesting. I thought that was a really good point too, because we were discussing like how much does Jimmy G mean to the line and the line didn't move. And apparently he's healthy. Ah, oh, man. I mean, it's, it's the Packers for me here. I don't, uh, I just don't see Jimmy G carrying this 49ers team and going toe for toe with the MVP Aaron Rodgers. I'm just not, not buying into that. The Packers, they're a, they're better. I think the Niners have reached their peak. Congratulations. You made it this far, but it's going to be time to go home after this game. <laughs> yeah, I just like we could keep making the, the case for the matchup for the Niners. They can run the ball, but one team has Aaron Rodgers and the other team has Jimmy Garoppolo, who's hurt, right? It's not even 100% Jimmy Garoppolo. It's it's a compromised Jimmy Garoppolo. It's their third straight road game. It's just, I can't close my eyes. You ever do this when you're trying to make a bet? Can you close your eyes and imagine the 49ers winning? I can't imagine Rodgers losing this round. I can't. No, no. And so going back to the other game, if I close my eyes, I could see the Rams beating the Bucks again. Me too. And I do think it's crazy when I think about it. I want Tom Brady in crunch time if it's a close game. I don't want to bet against him, but I would be more surprised if the Niners beat the Packers than the Rams beating the Bucks. Yeah, and I have to think that Aaron Rodgers – like, he's got to be feeling the pressure. I imagine he plays a great game. I know the 49ers have a great pass rush, but they're banged up. Bosa got hurt. Fred Warner got hurt. They're not the same. Their secondary really is a weakness. Like, he, I imagine Rodgers to Devontae Adams is going to be a big part of this game on on Saturday. Like, he, he's going to throw to that guy 8, 10, 12 times. They'll connect for a touchdown. I, I Just of all the things this weekend, none of the things would surprise me except the Niners – Really, if, if their scheme is within a couple points in the fourth quarter, I'd be surprised. I, I really, the more the week goes on, I'm on the Packers. Yeah, yeah. I think the 49ers can run the football, keep this game close for a while. I like Simon's idea. 
of maybe taking the Niners first half. Um, but in the end, I just don't think they're going to be able to keep up with Green Bay and keep Green Bay out of the end zone. If San Francisco has to play from behind and abandon the run game, I think that's where we're really going to see the Packers capitalize and run away with this game. I think we have Joe back. They've got to strike first, you know, and come out strong offensively. Yeah, have to get a lead and get a pass rush going. Then it's a, it's a different kind of game if the, um, if the 49ers are ahead. All right, so – Joe's not back with us yet. It looked like he was popping in and jumping out. And I, I just, you know, we, um, we'll bring him back here as soon as we can. The other part of this is, Aaron, it's three straight road games for the 49ers. Like, this is like this is where that bye week really is an impact. So the, the Packers were, were resting last week, getting ready. Meanwhile, the 49ers were on the road in Dallas. So they played a road game against the Rams to end the regular season. Road game last week. Road game this week. That's a lot to ask. It's a lot to ask a team to go on the road three straight weeks, win three straight weeks. And this week is a shorter week because they played Sunday. Now they play Saturday. It just, it feels like it's a lot to ask out of the, out of the Niners. Yes, I agree. One other thing I wanted to bring up is uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling was limited. Um now he was out of practice. He was limited Tuesday, out of practice Wednesday. So Thursday, today, we've got to see what he does. But if he doesn't play, maybe we look at some Alan Lazard props. Good, yeah. Or do we think he's probably going to play? I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I guess we got to wait and see how that one goes. Um, yeah, we you know we're all kind of focused on the Niners injury report because that's where you know if they have a chance, where they need those guys. But the Packers injury report is interesting. You know, you brought up. Uh, Valdez Scantling, limited participant, uh, a couple days ago. Then you have, right? He didn't practice he was, on Tuesday. Then limited yesterday, I believe. Seems like he's gonna play. I think. I think he could play and have an impact. We have been. It doesn't feel like we've been doing this for all the whole year with those guys. Like, yeah, you know, Jair Alexander, Darius Smith. <laughs> it, it's crazy how good they've been despite not having their best players on defense. I mean, that's, it just shows how Rogers good the Packers MVP. are. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably why he's going to win the MVP. So as far as yesterday goes, uh, you said it, no, MVS did not practice. Bakhtiari was limited. That's a big deal. Bakhtiari is a big deal. I mean, if he could practice, I feel like they'll be able to, I mean, he could play, they'll be able to that's block an up upgrade. the upgrade. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. That'll, that'll definitely... Uh, make a big impact if he can play and being limited is definitely a good sign. So I, I'm looking at, we're going to dive into some props later on in this hour. I'm looking at a uh, Fanduel here. They have the player prop parlays for the, the individual games. Rogers to throw two touchdowns Packers to win. It's plus money. What? Plus, plus money. Oh my gosh. Plus one twenty eight. I, like I should get that right uh, now. I figure that'd be right up your alley. Yeah. Rogers, two touchdowns, <laughs> green Bay to win. Plus 128. That's too good not to take. So that's under playoff specials? If you go down to um, the popular tab in FanDuel for this game, it's called player prop parlays. You'll see it. It combines like the quarterback and the team win or whatever. Yeah, Rodgers, two touchdowns and a Green Bay win, plus 128. That feels like what I might be on. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks with Becky L. Daly, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook on the other side. We'll dive into the AFC games, Bengals, Titans, and of course the big one, the Bills and the Chiefs. That's next right here on the BetQL Network. 
These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.